This is Dead Air, the unofficial Grateful Dead radio program for the official releases. It airs on a whole bunch of radio stations around the globe from Alaska to Australia. And every so often we like to take time and do a deep dive and get to know a little bit more about the wonderful world of Grateful Dead. We're going to be uh, talking about guitars. My name is Ryan Kershaw. I'm the vice president of product development at the Angelico Guitars. Of course, musicians and guitar players are really going to enjoy this discussion about Bob Weir's new signature guitar. As for the people who don't even know how many strings are on a guitar... We'll keep it right in the middle, you know, a little nerdy, but not too, not so nerdy that people just immediately stop listening. When I first came on board at the Angelico, I had the pleasure of really starting or making concrete the artist relations program. And so I'm still very much involved in artist relations and, and have had the pleasure of, of seeing a large group of artists use our instruments and help develop the instruments as well throughout our short recent history. Developing an understanding for the language that artists use regardless of their experience with creating instruments is a huge part of that. And so luckily I've also been a guitar player my whole life and am an artist myself. And so I'd like to think that I can straddle the line between the more figurative language and also the more technical language of speaking to suppliers and factories about what that means and how we can better achieve that. I think one of my strong suits is that I don't pretend to know everything, but that I do really value communication and the accuracy of the language that we use when I'm speaking with artists and with the instrument makers themselves about how we can actually create an instrument that really does what we're looking for it to do. And, you know, we're in particular is an incredibly intelligent guy and he really knows what he wants. So it's just a matter of me helping present options that he's probably aware of and he's just selecting and, and we're both you know, collaborating on selecting just the right combination of those things until we get something really special, something that you know, kind of exceeds our capacity for, for language and it's just what he was looking for in his mind's eye. Bob started working with us at the Angelico Guitars a number of years ago because he really liked our new semi-hollows that we were kind of reigniting the brand with early on about five or six years ago. To celebrate our partnership with Weir, we license Grateful Dead iconography. So the red, white, and blue Grateful Dead DC, that guitar was called, actually just completely sold out. That's gone for now. As he got familiar with those models, he started throwing some new ideas at us and we began collaborating on what would become his first signature model with us. So that model was called the Deluxe Bob Weir SS. There's probably only a small amount of those instruments around. The Bob Weir SS model has been out since 2016, I believe. 
and we also made a premiere series, Bob Weir SS. Uh, that was a semi-hollow, single cutaway electric guitar that had some cool features on it that Bob wanted to introduce, including a master volume knob and a Bigsby and a unique finish that we called Matt Stone. Um, so that was really the first project that Bob and I worked on together. And over the years, our relationship has developed into collaborating consistently on new instruments. And that most recently turned into his new signature model, the deluxe Bob Weir Bedford and the premiere series Bob Weir Bedford. The new solid body came out last year and then we released the sister instrument, the more affordable premiere series Bob Weir Bedford. The Bob Weir Bedford's only been out for a little while. People are really responding well to it, which we're obviously extremely grateful for. But it's available in all major stores. It had sold out a few months ago, and it just got restocked in a number of places. So um, we definitely encourage people to check it out. And there's a copious amount of videos available online for you to check it out as well. The Bob Weir SS is extremely different from the Bob Weir Bedford. The SS is a semi-hollow instrument, meaning that it has a large acoustic component to it, meaning a top, back, and sides that are hollow to some extent, with just a center block of wood running through the middle. And then the Bob Weir Bedford is a solid body model. Solid bodies refer to the body of the guitar being a literal solid piece of wood equipped with electronics. The Bedford is actually our flagship solid body design at the Angelico. It's an offset solid body, meaning that it is not completely symmetrical. It has a bit more going on on the upper left hand bout and the bottom right hand bout, giving it like an offset quality to its feel and also to its look. I think Bob was attracted to that because it's lightweight and a speedy guitar. And then also a solid body is really good at handling the widest variety of sonic situations possible. So we were really able to play with the electronics and get the tonal palette that he was most interested in uh, while still being able to handle all of his live performance needs. Bob, as he continued playing with Dead & Co and was occupying you know, these huge stages, he really wanted a solid body option as well, which withstands more volume, larger stages, just higher gain situations a little bit better uh, traditionally than a semi-hollow. We went through a number of variations on that guitar, specifically electronically. We went through a number of different pickups. Pickups are the electromagnetic component of an electric guitar's setup, which receive the information off the strings and send it to an amplifier. Bob would try it out in our showroom in New York City. He would also try it out on the road at smaller gigs before larger Dead & Co. dates. And then he would also try it out on huge Dead & Co. shows. And so if you kind of go through the history of the shows a few years ago, you'll see all sorts of different versions of the Bedford that Bob was trying out. And then, yeah, he would report back to me, typically in the morning or very late at night when he got off stage and tell me what he liked and what he didn't. And I would jot all those things down and he and I would bat around some new ideas. And then we would 
you swap out those electronics or in some cases, you know, whip up a whole new guitar to try to compensate for what he felt was missing. And it's a lot of give and take when you're developing a guitar like that, right? It's like, you know, this guitar has a lot of one thing, but it lacks uh, completely this other thing. So let's try to strike the balance on that and so on and so forth until we came up with a pretty all-inclusive design. The Bob Weir Bedford does a lot of different things tonally. And that's what Bob wanted was something that could really be a Swiss army knife for him. Our relationship has developed to suit the needs of Bob's current live performance and also sonic curiosities of his. And so that's what we've kind of worked on developing together. I consider part of my job to listen as carefully as I can to a guy like Bob who has decades of experience and an incredible career both musically and in instrument innovation. And then I try to interpret all of his ideas and put them into the most concise format possible. So this guitar could have had twice as many knobs or, or twice as many switches as it does, for example, but really trying to get all of his tonal options boiled down into the most concise format possible was something that I ended up being really proud of. So even though this guitar has a huge variety of tones and sound options within it, it all exists across only three knobs and one switch. I think a large part of playability is understanding an instrument and not being intimidated by its setup, by its format and its options. So. What I've learned both personally as a player and as someone who's trying to help Bob with uh, instrument innovation, I think that he's simultaneously a fluid and very articulate and colorful player. He's someone who is as aware of the notes that he's playing as he is the notes he's omitting. And he's very sensitive to the harmonic information, like the magical extra harmonic information that's coming off of his instruments. He cares a lot about tone and about not just the literal note that's being played, but the way that note makes you feel. And all of that is kind of beyond the instrument and it's beyond a lot of stuff, but it's a really magical combination of the way he plays it and the way that we're trying to set it up for best presenting that information that's beyond everything else. will play a simple chord, a nice open chord to really hear the guitar and hear that harmonic magic. He really takes his time listening to the tone. And I think that gives him a sense of where to go next. And watching him do that is, is pretty cool because you remember that at the root of it all, it's not picking up a guitar and immediately launching into something. It's letting the instrument speak and deciding how you're going to have a conversation with it. Bob talks a lot about listening to what a guitar has to say and responding to it and not always being or trying to exercise command over the instrument. I've always credited him as being one of the most tireless creatives that I've ever met. He keeps you on your toes. There's no doubt about that. 
And I think that extends to his passion for instrument innovation and certainly to his playing. And I think that's why you'll never see him play the same song the same way twice. And I think it's why every show feels different. And I think it's why uh, his music and his playing will always be fun to listen to is because it's surprising and it's because he's challenging himself and he wants it to be slightly differently articulated every time. And his references and his storytelling is they're both just such a part of the way that he describes what he's looking for. And so you have to try to keep up with his really colorful way of expressing what it is he's looking for. And it's such a fantastic challenge and it's such a privilege to even be in those conversations. Bob is such a unique player and has such and has contributed such a unique palette of music to the world of rock and folk music that he's always going to sound like himself. He's got such an identifiable sound and style that he's just looking for different conduits, especially as his career progresses and he's taken the reins more on both, you know, the Dead & Co project and uh, his solo career. I think he's really excited by the idea of, of trying out a number of different ways to express all of his musicality that will always inherently be him. He's got a lot to say and he's aware of the multitude of ways to say it. If you listen, it comes out differently through each of the instruments that he tries, but also easily identifiable as weird. I think that I've had the distinct pleasure to spend time with Bob in situations that he truly enjoys and maybe lower pressure situations because a legend like him, there's so many times where he's, you know, on stage at MSG or being interviewed by GQ or, you know, you name it. Just like in these incredibly high profile situations. But most of the time I get to hang out with Bob is when he's talking about his greatest passion. He's talking about guitar and how to improve on it. We're usually hanging out in a small group of people. Sometimes I see him on a really small stage, like at the NAMM trade show. I have the privilege of watching Bob operate in scenarios that he really wants to be in. And it's really cool. It humanizes an otherworldly large figure. I think when you've had a guitar in your hands for like 80% of your life, it feels different when you pick it up. It's kind of like just putting on a pair of shoes. You don't immediately go for a run because you put on shoes every day of your life. You know, watching Bob with the trio at a small show performing for only 150 people is an incredible, intimate experience that you learn a tremendous amount from. You know, watching Bob kick off his Birkenstocks, crack a yerba mate, and just wax poetic about the guitar for an hour is another incredibly unique experience that you just can't even express how much you learn from. And we're certainly going to continue working with Bob and there's all sorts of things in the works. I cherish the whole relationship and I, I feel really grateful that I get to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. 